0: Hi, and welcome back to the China Business Minute, our weekly catch up with our China offices. I'm Ian Hutchinson, and as both of our China offices are on holidays, we're gonna get the latest from Matt Margulies, our vice president for China operations, who is currently in DC. Matt Margulies is our vice president for China operations. Matt, so the news has, of course, been dominated by the sudden appearance and spread of coronavirus in China and elsewhere. So, what can you tell us about some of the impacts, what we're seeing? Um, Of course, we're not a medical resource at all, so we will not be commenting on that. But what kind of logistical and business impacts are we looking at?
1: Over the weekend, the spread of the novel coronavirus originating in Wuhan, China, continued to accelerate. Uh, As of today, January 27th, I understand there are over, I think, 2,000 confirmed cases in China alone and a growing number of cases outside of China, including in the U.S., and Canada, Thailand, Japan, Malaysia, and and many other countries. Um, So obviously this is becoming an issue of critical importance. Um, Many observers expected the number of confirmed cases to rise as the appearance of the virus uh, coincided with the Spring Festival's major holiday transportation rush in China. And that really does appear to be the case. And now while I'm not here or even qualified to talk about the virus, from a public health or epidemiological perspective, I can give a quick recap of what we're tracking of the virus from the US-China Business Council and its impact or potential impact on the business community. Um, First, a few key facts and developments through today, Monday, January 27th, that we have observed and estimate that will likely have an impact on company operations and supply chains in China. First is China's State Council, the country's cabinet, officially extended the Spring Festival holiday period nationwide. Originally scheduled to end on January 30th, it's now scheduled to end on February 2nd, which has added a few more days of time out of office for companies and for staff, and potentially reducing the high volume of travelers all getting back home at once, hopefully reducing the threat posed by the virus or the ability for it to spread quickly. Following the state council's announcement on the extension of the spring festival holiday, municipal authorities in Shanghai, which as we know is a commercial and financial hub in China, announced that companies in the city are to remain closed and not reopen earlier than February 9th. And so that's a week beyond the state council's February 2nd extension. Similarly, Suzhou, a neighboring city that is very near to Shanghai, also appears to have made a similar announcement for companies to not reopen before February 9th Now these developments are very likely to impact staffing and operations for offices work plans production facilities for many of our members um, and of course compounding staffing challenges will be the impact to company supply chains as companies are restricted from reopening we expect significant disruption to supply chains if entire factories are expected to go offline in certain jurisdictions for extended periods of time. Um, and to be honest, those we're not sure uh, how long those delays or those um, closures will last. Uh, USCBC understands that different municipalities can make determinations on company closures and operations independently of each other. However, as Shanghai and Suzhou come out with these early announcements, I expect a number of other major cities will likely continue to follow suit with similar announcements in the coming days. In addition to the holiday extensions and the required company closures, most of us have already observed varying levels of quarantine and restrictions on transportation to and from certain cities and provinces. Of course, with Wuhan as the most salient example. Uh, the city level quarantines are also very likely to contribute to staffing challenges for companies, right? A key component for businesses to consider is intercity and intra-city, or even interprovince and intra province. Public transportation restrictions. Uh, These restrictions which which are popping up could have an impact on the ability of staff at companies that traveled home or to different places for the spring festival to return to their companies in a different province or city. Now the restrictions are also likely to impact staff commuting to and from work within a city even if they have returned to the city uh, where their work resides. The restrictions are likely to impact their ability to get to work via public transportation once companies are eventually permitted to reopen and just two early examples of that on january 27th uh, the ministry of transportation for jiangsu one of Ch- china's largest provincial economies announced that interprovincial passenger trains and passenger buses are no longer allowed to enter or exit the province with a date for return of service to be determined later um, reports have also sur- surfaced of the same restrictions for Shandong Province as well. So again, we're we're talking about significant population and economic centers across China, not just in Wuhan, that are introducing varying levels of transportation restrictions that will have an impact on companies' ability to for staff to be in the office. All right. So, what kind of options are our companies trying to offer then to to overcome some of those issues? I understand many USCBC member companies are offering or mandating. Re- remote work or telework options to their staff for the time being. USCBC member companies along with the Chinese government and domestic companies across China really are trying to understand not only the impact of the spread of the virus on their staff and their operations, but also on their supply chains and how they can be a resource for the Chinese government and support prevention and recovery efforts. Within the US business community, a number of our members are actively seeking ways to help the Chinese people And the Chinese government, especially in Wuhan and the area around the epicenter of the outbreak. Our members with operations in China are focused on the welfare of their employees and their families in China. We the U.S.-China Business Council are actively working with our members to share communications with them about the urgent need for donations of medical equipment um, or supplies to hospitals in and around Wuhan and we're working to facilitate connections for them. Our members, of course, are dealing with varying degrees of disruption in their businesses, including supply chain issues, temporary closings of some retail outlets and factories and other challenges. But at the end of the day, their primary focus is on the well-being of their employees, their customers, and the people living in the communities where they operate. We at the US-China Business Council, of course, will continue to monitor developments related to the novel coronavirus and its impacts on the business community. And we'll continue to provide intelligence and analysis as best we can Uh, as we continue to learn more.
0: All right. Thanks for that, Matt. Um, If any member companies have any kind of material support they want to donate, go ahead and send me an email. My contact information is in the show notes, and we'll get you connected to a group that's organizing that effort. Uh, Again, that was Matt Margulies, our Vice President for China Operations. China Business Minute is a production of the US China Business Council, and you can learn more about our work on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. It will help other people find it. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week.